0: This weekend retreat with Bishop Fabian Bruskwitz on Lenten Outlooks on Pleasure, Power, and Possessions was given at Our Lady of Good Counsel Retreat House, February 23rd to 25th, 2018. These and other recordings are available at our website, goodcounselretreat.com. Unless you do penance, you will likewise perish. These words are those of our Lord, and they're found in the Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 13 verse 5 My dear brothers in Christ it's a delight to an honor to be asked to do this retreat and I'm very happy to be here indeed Father Coulter and uh, my predecessor Bishop Conley, uh, persuaded me in words and uh, abilities that they only have uh, to do it and so I'm despite my antiquity I'm happy to be with you and among you I I usually begin my retreats with uh, a story that you probably have heard before. Uh, It's a story of a dying nun. She was elderly and expected to die, and she was in intensive care with the oxygen, the whole business. And all the sisters from the community were around her there in the hospital praying. And uh, she made a motion. She wanted to write something, and Mother Superior said, Your last words, and she nodded, so he gave her a pad and a pen, and she wrote... uh, Something and he slipped it in her pocket, and then she expired. The other said, What were her last words? What were her last words? And she pulled it out and said, You're standing on my oxygen tube. <laughs> uh, the um, uh, object uh, of my being here is not to stand on your oxygen tube. Any retreat, even our very brief one, of little more than 36 hours, any retreat, uh, the real retreat master has to be godly himself, the Holy Spirit. And my job is to not to provide an obstacle to uh, that, but to to the extent possible uh, facilitate its coming to pass. We uh, have at the beginning of this retreat also some thoughts about the beginning of Lent, since this is the first uh, week of that holy season, preparing for participation in the great Paschal Mysteries. Uh, One of the things that we want to have, if at all possible, is this Holy Spirit to touch us and to bring us to a deeper and profound realization of what Lent is about and what Lent can do to lead us into a very true and genuine and long, life-lasting participation in the resurrection of the Lord, which is what Lent is directed to do. Um, There are many things that can happen in even these few hours of our retreat. There's a story that I heard from uh, Cardinal Timothy Manning, who had been the Archbishop of uh, Los Angeles some years ago and was a good friend of mine, uh, it dates from the Middle Ages, and it was a pre-Lenten ball held in a castle in medieval France. And uh, like many of those carnival balls, uh, they were it was a masquerade ball. People were masked. And while the festivities were going on, uh, getting ready for Ash Wednesday, uh, a stranger entered the ballroom, masked, of course, tall, deep voice, wavy hair, uh, many feminine hearts fluttered a little bit. And uh, who is he? He uh, chose one lovely lady uh, to dance, and she was the envy of all the others and was the dance partner for the evening. And then uh, the clock struck midnight, Ash Wednesday. It was time to take off the masks and go home, and everyone was wondering, who is he? We'd like to see him. And so his dancing partner, pulled off his mask. He was reluctant to take it off himself, and everyone gasped. He was a leper. His face was covered with the horrors of leprosy, advanced leprosy. Uh, The lesson, of course, is that we might imperceptibly, in our normal creature comforts, uh, be dancing with something that isn't congenial to our spiritual health, We might be placing ourselves perhaps in a little more jeopardy uh, than we realize. And even legitimate pleasures, uh, legitimate exercises of authority, legitimate uh, ownership uh, can sometimes be not quite what it is for us. It might be more of an impediment than a way, a means, uh, toward uh, the destiny God has called us uh, toward, and so uh, it 's a good idea, I think, in Lent uh, to have a retreat as we 're having now, and give ourselves a little bit of thought whether or not there might be some things in our life that uh, enslave us much more than we might suspect, and sometimes the enslavement might not be deadly, uh, spiritually mortal, but it could be and it could be at least uh, an entryway to something in that direction. And that's why having a retreat such as this at the beginning of Lent can be a great spiritual uh, source of enrichment uh, for each and all of us. When she was um, beatified, uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta, um, many stories were told about her. And at the beatification ceremony, Cardinal Sarajeva Martins uh, related uh, something that wasn't all that well known about what she uh, what happened to her. One time she was going about her work there in Calcutta, picking derelict people out of the gutters, and sometimes uh, in a disgusting way they had a tractor and a cart and would take them to their hospice, do the best they could for them. And uh, they always had a volunteer doctor there and some other kind of medical people to assist. This particular time, she was going around with her sisters and heard some awful, obscene, profane, and cursing coming from one of the gutters. And uh, um, it was all by all the Hindu gods possible, uh, there was a feminine voice screaming and cursing. And they went over and... uh, found this lady there in the gutter with some kind of something happened to her legs. Uh, Putrefaction seemed to have already set in. Mother Teresa called them worms. They were probably maggots in her wounds. And uh, this violent language. And uh, they picked her up, put her on the cart, and took her to the to the hospice where uh, everyone was scared of her because she was shrieking and hollering and uh, cursing and uh, what to do. So Mother Teresa says, I'll take care of her myself. So she said, I pulled the worms out of her wounds. And the doctors looked over and her condition was uh, terminal. There's no, nothing we could do. They tried to ease the pain a little bit. And it was unceasing, unceasing. And the other nuns were terrified of her. We're not going to go near her. And so Mother Tree said, I'll do it myself. And she did the whole thing, the disgusting, bathed the woman uh, and uh, emptied the bedpan, did all the disgusting stuff that has to be done. And uh, unceasing, unceasing, uh, cursing and vile language. Morning, noon, and night, every time, every weak moment was taken by this shrieking and hollering. And Mother Teresa was so patient and was going. One time uh, after she gave her her morning bath, and uh, she, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this, sister? Why are you doing this? And she said, because my God told me to do it. And she, in way he said, who is your God? I'd like to know your God. Who is your God? I'd like to meet him. And Mother Teresa kissed her on the forehead and said, you know him. You've already met him. His name is Love. Uh, a moving story. A moving story. She went on to tell uh, Mother Teresa did that uh, this lady calmed down a little bit. And she explained to her, this God loves us so much. And he's even came and walked on our planet Earth. And became like one of us and wants you to see him and to meet him personally, be happy with him. And he has this bath that if you take this bath, you uh, will uh, uh, be able to see him. At any rate, at the end of it all, she baptized her and certainly after she died. But uh, interesting story, interesting story to encounter the God who is love. And this is really an important part of what we're doing in this journey called Lent. We are going toward... Uh, a wonderful and splendid uh, God who is called love. And it's illustrated most particularly on uh, that cross on which he hung for three hours uh, because he loved us so very much. So um, I plan for the retreat, but if I keep it or not, I can't guarantee it. But there will be four conferences, and uh, tomorrow the first one will be on the cross. The second will be on the Holy Eucharist. The third one will be on the Catholic Church. And then on uh, Sunday, our conference will be on the vocation that God has called most of you to, perhaps all of you to, to be a Catholic layman. And we'll talk about the lay vocation. The um, homilies will be an intro t- this evening, just an introduction to Lent and to uh, the retreat. Uh, tomorrow, the homily will be on forgiveness. And on Sunday, because it's the second Sunday of Lent, traditionally we'll talk about the transfiguration of the Lord. One of the things that um, we have to remember, uh, the somber words of our Lord, that we must uh, uh, consider our mortality each Lent, and we must look into uh, the eternity into which God uh, summons us all. Uh, in doing that, uh, we must uh, However, uh, as St. Paul tells us, put on the Lord Jesus. And we must uh, take his cross into our hearts, into our lives. Uh, a group of sisters that I know from Germany have in their uh, dining room, uh, their uh, ohne Kreuz uh, keine Kronen. Without a cross, there is no crown. And I think we have to remember that. We're called uh, to happiness beyond our. Belief, but we're also, uh, first of all, asked to carry the cross uh, behind our Lord. He was quite specific about that. Unless you take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of me. And so we must do our best to be perhaps a little less unworthy of being a follower of Christ. The austerities of Lent are important, as I pointed out we have these three P's that can dominate our lives, pleasure, power, and possessions. And uh, in themselves, they have some value, and they can be a means to an important part of our existence. But uh, because of Adam's sin and ours, because of the primordial catastrophe that touched our human race, uh, they are most frequently out of order and it must be put into their proper relationship with our existence and our destiny. So it's important that we're bodies as well as souls. We're human beings, uh, rational animals. And as a result, uh, that bodily part of us must also uh, be chastised and brought into submission, uh, put under our intellect and under God's grace. But it's not enough to just do that. Uh, some kind of giving up for Lent. We must remember, uh, we must give up other things, our anger, our greed, our pride, our sensuality, our laziness, our lukewarm prayer life, uh, misplaced priorities perhaps in our lives. And we must uh, perhaps with God's grace take a good look at ourselves, even if it's only for a few hours uh, in front of our Lord, and uh, see if our... Life is as ordered as God wants it to be. And so that we too uh, can receive uh, in our lives uh, the precious uh, gift of God who is love. Uh, as we say, it's Friday, uh, first week of Lent, uh, looking at Christ in that 12th station of the cross. His head has bent to kiss us. His arms are extended to embrace us and his heart is cut open uh, to receive us. So uh, as we begin this retreat then, let us ask God to uh, help us by his grace, by his very precious presence uh, here, uh, and most of all within our hearts and within our souls, uh, to help us uh, to be a little less unworthy uh, so that we might courageously and heroically uh, take up our cross and follow him. And then uh, the words won't be quite so frightful uh, when we recollect uh, the instructions of our divine Savior. Uh, Unless you uh, do penance, you'll likewise perish. Amen.